Deep breath in. Deep breath out. All right, welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. This is currently episode 14. As you guys can tell, uh, Luke's not here with us today. Do you guys have anything to say about that? <laughs> Their lifeline's gone. <laughs> the podcast plug just got pulled. Revolutionary. Anyways, I'm excited to be on uh, episode 14 with you three. You three? Pl- <laughs> it's only two of us. <laughs> I'm referring to myself in third person. Okay, so yeah, um, today we do not have Luke. He's currently still in Switzerland. We were going to have Lewis. We were going to have Robbie, but they both bailed on us. So. And Jonah's Luke's brother, so, so he's it, there yeah, too. Exactly. Anyway. So I'm happy. First time all three of us have been on the podcast together. Luke's been on every single episode, <laughs> yeah. which is why we're going to fail so badly. Finally, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm just joking. I miss Luke. Uh, his wise words will be missed. Definitely. Well, so uh, we're going to stumble and struggle our way through this, but luckily we did pray that the Holy Spirit will speak through us. So it's all good. So it's all good. Yeah. So anyway, what I want to start out here today with, uh, you guys have any God moments or anything to share over our, our X, X-Ed experience? X-Ed experience. Do you want me to explain what XED is first? Yeah, you should probably explain yeah, to ahead. the viewers. Okay, what it is. so basically at Aspen High School, <laughs> we have this program that is called XED. And during that time, it's about a, about a week-long span in which they combine about five different people from every grade, uh, 9 through 12, and... They all go out, and you get to choose a couple of exeds that you want to do in the beginning of uh, or the year before. And then they give you one to go on, and then you basically go out with these people, you bond with them, and you experience new things. I personally, I had the climbing exed. I went out and I climbed in a place called Ma- Maple Canyon in Utah. Uh, what did you do, Matthew? See, I went on. It was a trip called River Rats, and we canoed. Down the Gunnison over by the Grand Junction area in Colorado. So, yep. good, great group of people. We had a great time together. Yep. My trip with Robbie was um, called Elk Mountain Majesty, and it was a backpacking trip in the Maroon Snowmass Wilderness. Awesome. So, yeah, that's just the context. So, if you hear us talking about it, that's why. So, anyway, do you guys have any God moments or any experiences, any teachings, anything from that? Nothing. No. Nope. Okay. Well, All right. I don't have a really God moment, but I have kind of a confession over XED. So while XED was a great time, met new friends, hung out with great people, I felt very distant from God. I didn't spend more than, like, I'd say five minutes in of a day praying to him. Like, I would say, thank you, God. And then I wanted to continue, but I'd either fall asleep or get distracted and find something else to do. And I never sat down and actually... Gave my time for God during that exed, so that was a big regret of mine, and uh, it, it just really hurt over exed on a spiritual level. Even though, I, like, my earthly self was having a lot of fun. <clears throat> I actually well, agree with that. I had a pretty similar experience where, I mean, I only found myself in prayer when I was looking at the landscapes and like nowhere else. You know, mm-hmm. um, we'd stop to take a break. I'd look around. I'm like, wow, I th- like God made this. This is really beautiful, but. I didn't find myself in prayer when, like, hiking. Actually, wait, no. No, I think the only thing I could have done differently was just tried to pray with some of my classmates 
because mm-hmm. um, they were all really good people. I made a lot of cool friends, um, and I really would like to pray with them. Well, that's nice. I like that. Unfortunately, I was the only Christian on my on my exed. Although I will admit, <clears throat> after experiencing all the things I did with those people, I I come to be- know why Jesus did hang out with unbelievers and believers alike. And it kind of made it so that way, in a sense, those people are people just like us. But some of them mm-hmm. just might not know the light of God, and that's where our responsibility comes in. Yep. Um, however, after you get to know them, you can start not shoving it down their throats, of course, but you can start showing them what you believe and whatnot. And I call that like getting to know them on a spiritual level. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I had mostly atheists, but I also had some people who were part of like Buddhism or Taoism. And I respect these people a lot, as as I should as a Christian, because that's what Christians should do. Mm-hmm. But um, I did... I did have time to talk to God almost every single day because what happened was was uh, during our exed, we were able to go out um, at any given point you wanted to and journal. But this was only supposed to write about your day, your thoughts, and whatnot. I used it to talk to God, talk yeah to God, and write about Him. And um, I definitely appreciated the opportunity to do that. I also woke up most of the mornings and I sat out with my Bible and I read and I wrote stuff down. But I typically woke up earlier than most. Um, so fortunately I did have the opportunity to do that and I tried to take that opportunity wherever I could. Um, but the one, one time specifically that stood out to me was when I was, I was up very high. Uh, they were all climbing somewhere else and I had climbed up so yeah, I was up high. They were all climbing over at another part, and I, I went over to the other side of the, the canyon, and I kind of just sat there. And it was pretty steep. It was probably like a 45 50, to a 50-degree yeah, angle. And so I was just sitting there, and I was writing in my journal about my day, and I just hear God talking to me and say, do you see that rock sitting next to you? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> pick that up. So I picked it up. And he goes, now drop it. And I dropped it. And there was leaves and everything there. So it never should have made it to the very bottom of like this two, 300 foot hill that I had walked up. But it went all the way down. And I was like, why did you make me do that? And he was like, you see, if you have me in your hand and in your heart and you climb up this hill, I will always be with you. I will never leave you. But the moment that you drop me, the moment that you disown me, you, if you want to redeem yourself, have to go back down that hill, pick me up, and walk me back up the mountain. And I was, I had mm. sat there and I was violently writing this down as I was <laughs> quickly, <seeing>. quickly, quickly. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it was a really good experience for me, and I'm, I'm glad I. I'm happy you had that godly yeah, that's moment. Actually really cool. Thank you. Not jealous at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the second thing that we want to do, and this might take a little bit of time, um, so we're gonna cut this segment where I'm going to restart the camera because this is probably going to take more than 10 minutes. Yeah. It's Matthew's testimony. Okay. So now we're going to be doing Matthew's testimony, which is, uh, definitely one of our more unique ones. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We don't really have too many unique testimonies around here, but it's, it's a good one. I I think so. As long as you uh, speak from the heart and speak through God. All right. I was born in California, and I was raised in a Catholic school. Oh, wow. I'm even more sorry. 
These are two things that just don't mix. California, <laughs> California <and> Catholics. Catholics. <laughs> Anyways, so this was a super strict Catholic school. You, you, you had to have, wear a uniform, haircut at a certain length. And one thing I do remember from that school, though, this, this is a little tangent. I wore, like, black shoes with, there was a little bit of red on them. And they made me take off the shoes in school because it did not match the uniform color. I had a, I had a, sh- sorry, this is a tangent, but I once was in my middle school and it wasn't Catholic or anything. It was just a very strict middle school with the dress code. And I showed up to school one day with a small skull on my shirt and they made me change my shirt. Oh, jeez. Anyways, <clears throat> so the, so the school, it, it was very strict. The, the vice principal was awful to me. I was, she treated me very poorly and I just hated all of this, the communion, all the different processes you had have to go through to like reach salvation with, within the church. So it was just a really hard time growing up. I was never close to God. I, I, I knew who he was, but I was young. I didn't really know how important Christianity was at the time. You know, I mentioned it on the podcast before that was the time in my life where I just play angry birds during church service. And then I was at that Catholic school until fourth grade, and then I moved away from all my friends there, which I haven't talked to any of them really since. Well, when did you move away? Fourth grade, so okay, well, makes, makes sense. sense. Well, There's no way to communicate yeah, and definitely. have anything. So I moved to Cherry Hills, Colorado, and there I met some really good guys. Nobody, not many Christians. There's a lot of Jews down there. As there is here. As there is here. Not a lot of Christians. Yeah, you, you get those rich areas, you get a lot of Jewish people. Anyways, so there weren't <laughs> there weren't many Christian people in my family. We kind of moved away from the church. We were more, what what's it called? The Christmas and Easter type of people? Keisters. The Keisters. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what we were. We kind of moved on to that lifestyle. And I was finally at one point like, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, can we just go to church again? So we found this mega church and we started going there, but it, it was my relationship with God was never serious. I never took it seriously because, again, I was still really young and I lived through, through there all throughout eighth grade. I mean, I, I was always a quiet kid. I was, I've always been, I don't know, I'd say a little goody two shoes back then. Mm-hmm. So I've, oh, before, I, before you go on, what are you guys' thoughts on like the mega church? I like them, they're pretty cool. It depends. It's I mean, been, as long as they're spreading the proper word of God, mm-hmm. then that's okay. It's yeah, just it's harder true. to build, like, one solid community like we have here at Crossroads. Mm-hmm. But so we went to that community church, and then I eventually moved out of there. And then that is when that's when all the bad stuff happened because I lost all my friends, and I, I was just depressed. I didn't know what to do with myself. I had no, like, I, I felt alone in the world. You know, God was there, but I, I never, I never thought He was always with me. That's something you got to remember. God's always with you, but for me, Satan put that lie in my head that God is not with you; He has forgotten you. And that remind me, that reminds me of actually a TikTok I watched. It's a good one of the, one of the good TikToks <laughs> where I forget who it was, but this guy described it where he, he was depressed in his life, and he went to a bar. And this man sat down. I think he said he had, like, glowing white eyes. or No, no, no. Before that, it was just a normal man. He's like, like God has forsaken me. And, like, the guy's eyes 
who was sitting next to him whitened up and looked at him. It's like, I have never left you. I have, I've always loved you and I, I will always love you. And then the white eyes went away and he's like, what happened? So that was, it kind of reminds me of just like, God's always with you. And it really went through all of freshman year where I was in that depressive state. Like I met Wolfgang, I met Lewis, but I was, I was still, what's that? Not freshman year. No, no, but you like pointed at me. Oh, well, <laughs> Wolfgang, Wolfgang, you're going to be Lewis in this context. <laughs> um, so you, so, so I was there, I was going to Crossroads Church, I was listening to the Word of God, but then again, I was still not taking anything seriously. I had let those lies take over, and I believed those lies. And it wasn't until, geez, I don't know, I'd say like junior, junior year of high school, like the depress, dep- depression lifted sophomore year after I talked to, we had him on the podcast, Chris Henderson. Mm-hmm. He talked to me about that. And he gave me this book, which I still have. It's called uh, God's Daily Promises, something like that. So there's a, there's a thing in the front of the book where he gives you like what to do when you're like depressed, whatnot. Jesus is your savior, love, whatnot. So that was a really good book to look through. I still look through it nowadays. And so let's jump ahead to junior year, and that is when I finally started taking God seriously. I don't. I remember. I don't remember what I do not. Which is sad, but I don't remember what it was that really um, roped you in. Roped me. Yeah, really, like hooked me into Lassoed it. Lassoed you. Lassoed <laughs> me in. Whatever Math- you want to call it. Matthew and I kind of got roped in at almost the same point. Yeah, because probably the National I Day intru- Prayer was one of the big ones. I introduced Wolfgang to it, but then, like, that's when I started taking God seriously. Junior year, and I wouldn't say, and then senior year. So this year of 2021 is when I started living, trying to live the lifestyle. It's like all my bad habits. I'm, I'm praying to God like crush, crush those chains and break me free from the bond Satan has on me. And now, now I, now I'm here with you guys. Yeah. I mean, over the past couple of years, I've watched Matthew, obviously, as he's watched me develop into more of a, Christ follower, a godly mm-hmm. man, and uh, by no means am I a righteous man, but I do think that you and I have both grown together, <clears throat> and we've been able to use each other as kind of a footstep mm-hmm. um, for our own faith, and I definitely think that without you, I wouldn't be here today. I do appreciate that in my life. Kiss. I appreciate you, Kiss. too. <laughs> Wait, I did this to Aiden. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so that was my testimony. Awesome. Spread the word. Now we're spreading it to a whole bunch of more people. But I'm happy where I am now. And now, after that exit experience, I'm like, I'm, I'm on the road to righteousness again. Yeah. And we also have to think about the present because this upcoming winter is our last yeah, we were talking about this. 
Unfortunately, this podcast is going to end in a year. No, it might not. Not going to end. It might, not, might not end, but Matthew and I have made a decision to try to find a proper replacement for me and him, and possibly Lewis if he is up for it. Um, Lewis hasn't seemed to be very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> However, but yeah, Matthew and I are going to try to look for people that are that we are confident have the right heart. I think that's my job too because I might know people my age, you know. Yeah, yeah. if you can f- help us find people to replace us, that would definitely be appreciated. But eventually, yes, the podcast is going to be without Matthew and mm-hmm. I. And we might visit again after or if we come up every now and then. But Luke will always be here. Uh that's Luke, for sure. Luke will always be here. <laughs> Jonah's going to be here. Yep. But what Aiden was saying is that we are coming up on our last winter here together, last mm-hmm. year here together before yeah, so besides the podcast, we go off we also to Neil Wolfgang and Lewis go off to college. Yep. We also got to consider, besides the podcast, of like our lives, you know, and how we're going to connect with God as a group. Mm-hmm. We got to leave off on a good note. Well, yeah, but I mean, also, we have to help each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we um we all we all tend to point fingers at one another. I I think even we do it a lot to Lewis and Robbie and Jonah. Mm-hmm. I think we need to stop doing that. And I mean, do whatever it takes to you know leave on a good note. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes a lot to of faith, a lot of the time, uh, the last impression is just as important as the first. Mm-hmm. You have to go off and. You might never see that person again. You want them to remember you as a good person. Because I know I'm, you're going off to Florida. I'm going to see you, hopefully. Lewis is still deciding. Lewis is still deciding. He's trying to make it into Texas, but one of his Texas A and M schools. We'll see. Baylor. I don't know. But who knows? Who knows? That is for the future to decide. Luke might cut out this whole part. <laughs> I swear. We're we're just. Being emotional. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go get some water. Okay. And then we're going to start the next section. Topic one. (laughs) Okay, so uh, topic one is something that I chose because I wanted to. So our first topic here today, which is our only topic because they already discussed the other topic, but they did not communicate that to me, is, um, well... You didn't watch the new episode. I am sorry. I just want to say... In our defense, you should have watched the episode. I have a hang now. Topic one. All right, welcome <laughs> back to topic one. Luke is going to kill us. Okay. <laughs> Dude, Luke's going to sit here like this is the most editing I've ever done for one of these videos. Hey, if he edits it's pro- if he edits this properly, it should be fine. So, welcome back to topic one, uh, in which we discuss different topics based on whether you guys want them or we do. Bless you. Um, so, first things first. This is the one that I kind of wanted to come up with, and the question is: Why does God feel so distant in contrast to how He's described in either of the Testaments, both old and new? And the reason why I did this is because a couple of months ago, um, Kyle, who was on one of our most recent episodes doing the the top ten arguments against Christianity, that was a good episode. I like <laughs> yeah. that one. And um, I asked him. I said, Kyle, why is it that I don't know? 
God was felt as if he was performing a lot more miracles, obviously, when Jesus was in the flesh and and especially in the Old Testament. But maybe that's just picked out parts. Like, yeah, whatnot. like examples but, of Moses parting the Red Sea. Exactly. And I've I've come to more of a conclusion myself, but I I came back to it after <clears> seeing <throat> a video of a guy called uh, I believe it's Colton Bert Burton or Burb uh, something like that. Um in which he he never died. However, when he was um, when he was younger, he had his appendix rupture at about three or four years old, and he said that he had an out of body experience where he went to heaven and he saw angels and he saw Jesus. And most people didn't believe him because it says in the Bible that most people won't be able to see heaven, obviously, or all people wouldn't be able to see heaven. However, he did see his great grandparent or his great grandfather was able to identify him. Based on pictures, they showed him a bunch of different pictures. Like, is this? Oh kind of yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, you've seen it's like, that. Everybody's young. In the yeah, he came out with a book and a movie called Heaven Is For Real, and um, then he also. But the main driving factor that kind of proved it all was the fact that he saw his sister who had died as a miscarriage a couple of years ago, and they had never told him about this at four years old. <clears throat> so it was really interesting to me. But so I watched an interview that happened. I guess there's a uh, there's another podcast down. In Vail, that they interviewed this guy, and I guess he's living there right now. But basically, what happened was um, he, they were talking in this interview, and they said, "What do you?" Or the guy asked Colton, "What do you miss most?" Colton's around twenty-ish now. He said, "What do you miss most about heaven?" Because obviously, that's what he was. That's what he saw. So he said. What I miss most about heaven is the fact that there is zero distractions from God. In, in the world, we have jobs, we have people who are distracting us, we have sin. In heaven, when you go up there, you literally don't have any distractions and nothing to stop you from being with God and having a relationship with him. And that's kind of what drove me back to this question. is like, why does God feel so distant? And my answer is he's not. God is no different now than he was before. However, the appearance of God may be different due to mm-hmm. the fact that where God is, sin cannot exist. And where sin exists, God cannot exist. Because, as it says in James 4, earth and God are enemies entirely. They cannot exist on the same plane. Mm-hmm. Whoever is a friend of the world is an enemy of God, and whoever is an enemy of the world is a friend of God. So, I've kind of come to the conclusion that Sin is kind of like a fog cover in which the more it happens, which it's happening more and more as as the world goes on and more often and more frequently, that's why I feel like God is seeming to be less distant or more distant and less uh, visible in our lives. Do you guys have anything you want to say about that? No, I totally agree. Lizzie is calling Matthew. Who's calling me? Your sister. Your sister. Eh, Leave it. Do you guys have nothing you want to elaborate on with that? <clears throat> I can say that what you just said was very wise. Oh, thank you. Aiden? And I, I, I really enjoyed enjoyed it, and I do agree with you. Okay, Aiden. How this, I was confused by the, um, like, enemies of the world, like, the first part, like, friends of the world are enemies of God, but, like, enemies of the world are friends of God. <laughs> No, friends with the world are enemies of God, and enemies of the world are friends with God. That's what I said. That's exactly, That's exactly. what I just said. Yeah. 
So does that not make sense? No, well, just the second part because like like friends of the world would be. I love money. I love worldly premarital sex. I know celebrities is what I think of. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, like you enemy idol, of the world. Like you, when you say enemy celebrity? of the world, I think of like Hitler. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, remember we talked about that Hitler could be in heaven right now. That's true. How so? so? Did you guys talk about that? Yeah, we yeah. did talk about that yeah, last that. episode. I gotta watch that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically how my observance is on it. And I wanted to know if you guys had any thoughts on it. I know Luke would, but. Unfortunately, he's not here. Maybe, Maybe he can talk Luke. about it when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, we did lose Luke. If he comes back. If he comes back. <laughs> he might never come back. So, um, anyway, the uh, the third thing that I wanted to talk about today was um, a verse study that, mm-hmm. uh, that I chose. Um, and this is something new, and I'm doing it because Luke isn't here, and now I have his power, and I choose to do a verse study. Anyway, so this verse is 2 Peter 2.19. People are slaves to whatever has mastered them. And basically, the way I like to think of this is you can choose the vast majority of the time what you want to serve, what you want to be a slave to. For some people, it may be God. For other people, it may be drugs. For other people, it may be money. What do you guys think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, no, wait, it, you go no first. it's true because yeah. um, the word, or the, I guess the pre, or I don't know, the word religio means to serve, you know? Yes. And so it's kind of like choosing your religion based off of your choices and your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and religion in that case tends out to, turns out to be a lot of a bigger thing than like your um, beliefs and your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes beyond that. And a lot of it is on earth. So... Um, slaves to addictions like sex or drugs. Mm-hmm. That's their religion. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's kind of just not only is it a religion, it's what you serve. Mm-hmm. Your beliefs are also something that you serve. You can have an ideology which doesn't align with any religion and you can still be a slave to it. So, mm-hmm. does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, I, 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 I get that one. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So anything else you guys want to say on that? No, I just... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will say just be careful. Be careful. Because sin... For Let's give an example of like sexual immorality. That can take hold of you. Which I was talking about earlier, the bond Satan holds against you. Mm-hmm. He, once Satan leashes those bonds onto you, he is your master. And he can do... Whatever he wants, but it's God who's going to break those chains. Yeah. So I just want to say that. It doesn't mean that you can't change what you're a slave to. Mm-hmm. It just means that you are a slave to whatever you allowed master exactly. you. So anyway, we're going to pop into some Q&A now. Um, this is rapid fire. I like this. We're getting <laughs> to the point. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like it too. Q&A. So um, we have a couple of things, but the number one is um, this is from an anonymous person uh, who sent it in via email. He said, I am a college student and have struggled with purity for years. I have heard sermons on being pure and read through Joseph's or temptations, but I kept falling into impurity. I will continue to do it again. Or Sorry, I pray about it daily, but it seems like around the one-month mark that I will continue to do it again. I feel like a mix between a spiritual and practical things is the best way to quit doing it. What have you guys done to stop and guard your heart? 
And are there any good scriptures on this topic outside of Joseph's story? So do you guys want to start with that one or you want me to go first? Um, you have a lot there, so I'll just get my short answer out of the way. So uh, you know, let, let, let me piece it together. You can go first. Okay. So the way that I kind of looked at this is when he asked, is there any other examples of temptation besides Joseph's story? And to that I say every single person in human history has been tempted, <laughs> um, including Jesus. Uh, Jesus was... Yeah, remember in the desert? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew, I believe, 4. It talks about... Somewhere around there. His, uh, ...his temptations, in which, yeah, Satan comes to Jesus, offers him all the temples, all the kingdoms of the world, and um, what you can do to try to stop Satan's temptations is pray to the Holy Spirit... Put on your armor of God, which is Ephesians 6.10, and just read through it and ask God, please protect me. And God 100% will give you something to at least have the opportunity to protect yourself from temptation. And sometimes you will, it doesn't mean you're never going to feel a desire to sin again. Obviously you are. But that doesn't mean that you aren't going to have the right materials, you're not going to have the right equipment, and you're not going to have the right people behind you to help you keep next to God. Yeah, no, when, um, when he mentioned purity, I thought of my, um, gosh, I wish I could remember what verse it was and how it went exactly, but it was part of my reading of strength for today, uh, David Jeremiah. And Mm -hmm. he talked about, um, how sin affects like the purity of your heart, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, Especially sexual immorality, because yeah. that is a sin against your own body, mm-hmm. which is, affects you in like an internal, spiritual. I'm way. not sure if Paul talked about it, but I believe it was Paul that talked about it. Yeah. Basically said that all all other sins are outward sins, yeah, exactly. which you inflict mm-hmm. upon other people. But sexual immorality is something that is put into you mm-hmm. and put onto you, and that you're doing to yourself and. Obviously, you're God's creation, so you're disrespecting something of God's creation. Yeah, and I, I wish I could remember, again, how the verse went exactly, but I remember it being about, like, imagine you have someone's heart, and there's, like, a cup of a cup full of sin, some hot, steamy sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hot, steamy <laughs> sin. If you dip, like, if the heart goes into the sin, then it'll be infected. Mm-hmm. But... If the sin goes into the heart, it'll also be infected. So it's it's not just about avoiding sin; it's about sin trying to find its way into your heart, and it's inevitable. Also, to happen, but yeah, like those temptations. A lot of it is there's most of the time there's some sort of trigger. Mm-hmm. There's something I'd say actually a hundred percent of the time. There's a trigger for what happened or like what causes that temptation. Yeah. So like let's like a pretty girl walks down the street, that image of her could stick in your head and you try and fight it and fight it. It could be days, it could be weeks, it could be this guy a whole month before you finally give into it. Yeah. So that's kind of the godly answer. Now I kinda wanna go over the worldly slash practical answer that he asked for Mm -hmm. and kind of the way i stated it was distract yourself if you feel as if you're about to sin go do something else whether that be work or school Mm -hmm. or 
best of all, you could read the Bible, talk to God, pray. Um, but find something else to do. Go find someone a to hobby, hang out with. Fun hobby yeah, to replace exactly. it with. Go do something that will stop you from sinning and surround yourself. Because most of these thin sins can, re- re- like I was watching a video this morning, release, saying, you get all scientific here, a, dopam- a dopamine. Dopamine. Mm-hmm. So that's what basically makes you feel pleasure within your body. It's a gift from God, but it's also something that, that Satan has used to make people become addicted to drugs, manipulate sex, manipulate people. Yeah. I mean, I, I also have another suggestion. Uh, just, I mean, from experience being tempted, you know, um, try something that you thought you'd never do. Because, like, one time I was reading a scripture, like, to distract myself, and um, I realized how deep I had gotten and how much I was into reading. I had always told myself that I hated reading, but then I picked up another book because I have, like, tons of books that I haven't read before that I, like, need to read. I started reading it, and, like, I didn't put it down for, like, two hours. Yeah. So, yeah, try something new, I guess. And the number one suggestion that I have for the worldly solution to sin is surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with godly yeah, people. Yeah, I was just about to say. Give yourself a peop- a, a space. Yeah, a space that you would also want to be with in heaven. Mm-hmm. So don't go to parties, obviously. Unless and, you're there to truly spread the word of God and bring Matthew and I. Which is really impressive, by the way. I've never seen anyone do that. Matthew, no. no, what are you talking about? Matthew and I have gone to parties before and we were like messing around with people kind well, of. Well, you're messing around with people. I don't think people are actually getting. Like, well, we would the never. We would never do any drugs or anything. Yeah, well, most obviously. of the people are intoxicated, but it's still <laughs> fun to like be like, hey, do you know Jesus? I did that once at that one party. I forget with who it was, but it was really funny because they were like, oh, I've never heard of a man. <laughs> man. And I was like, oh, it's the Christian God. He's like, oh yeah, I know. I know. I know who that is. <laughs> so it's just, it's just funny. But um, yeah, no, if you, if you genuinely surround yourself with the correct people and you surround yourself with the right hobbies, and as long as you can get something out of it that will help you get closer to God or just distract yourself from getting away from God, as in, like, doesn't pull you away from God, so right. that way you're not sinning. I do think that that's something that can help you. If you don't have people to do it with, find something to do on your own. Find a hobby, whatnot. Uh, go outside. Let me. Will yeah, I will say if you're sitting around all day, there's also like there's also um, a like lifestyle part of it. Like your trigger could be sitting alone at home, and nobody's there. So you decided. Get a little naughty. So <laughs> I just find, like, especially physical activity, that is one big thing Definitely. that instantly, like, turns off any temptation I have. So whether that be on a biking, running, going to the gym, that's always a great starting point right there. Definitely. Okay, well, I think we answered that question. God, I sound like Luke. <laughs> so um, next question is from Juliet M. <laughs> you, from you, YouTube. You, you got to, like, mispronounce like somewhat easy words. If you could ha- hang, ha- oh, hang. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Luke. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. You could cut things out of I, context to make you seem so bad right now. <laughs> I'm teasing you, Luke. Getting a little naughty, naughty. <laughs> Luke just edits that. Okay, anyway. Sorry. 
This is from Juliet M. I like YouTube. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, if you could hang out with Jesus in any place in the world, where would you pick? And where is a place where God feels most present to you? North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You'd hang out with Jesus in North Korea? In North Korea. Why is that? We'll, br- we'll bring all the North Koreans and start... An uprising. What does it mean that like he gets oh. to see anyone else? Okay, it's just so, you okay, and him so if, hanging out. That's kind of like a, a, from a mission standpoint. Okay, sure. So sure. L- let's say from just me and him together. Yeah. I don't know. I have two different things. I'd go skiing with Jesus, first of all. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go skiing with Jesus. That'd be so much fun. I would. I would fish with it's Jesus really, and just never have to worry about fishing it's again. It's probably really good. Life. <laughs> I mean, there's no evidence yeah. of him skiing, but I don't doubt he's really good. Because there's no skiing. There was no skiing back then. <laughs> Jesus exactly. could could rip some hills. I'm sure Jesus. I could, ah, I could, I could teach Jesus. No. No. <laughs> Jesus. But, Student becomes the master at something else. Yeah, if I, if, I, if, I, if, yeah. if I fish with Jesus, I never have to worry about fishing again in my life. <laughs> or, and then he'll the second. He'll sitting there, like, getting a fish every, like, five minutes, and he'll be like, vroom, 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 and you're like, what the? Uh, but my second place would be wherever wherever that uh tropical sunset was where i sat you know like the corona commercials with the two chairs my dream with jesus <laughs> that which i explained in a previous episode but that's where it would be like on a beach with jesus in a lawn chair i would want to be somewhere that he that i know like he created like being able to look around and be like wow god made this place god made everything you could be no no, no but like you could be in like there's like Detroit places, there's like be, oh jesus God made this. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are places where you could be like, mm, I don't know if God made this. <laughs> like, if it's like, you mean you you want to go up like high on a mountain with Jesus and yeah. like look out and be like, I'm so happy that you created this for us. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be somewhere where I can thank Him for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so so we're taking that. Um. Anywhere specific. Matthew, Matthew saw Jesus in his dream on a beach. Um. I have a Jesus dream, but I'll go over that later. Um. In which. I didn't see Jesus anywhere on earth. I just saw him in a white space, if that makes sense. Hmm. So anyway, yeah. There it is, people. Heaven's just white. Well, well, that's a bit racist, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> the light. All right. So um, our next question is, uh, that was a fun question. I definitely like yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good. I, I like that you send more questions like that. That's a fun that's answer. That's a fun one. Um, this one's a little bit more serious. Um, I'm sending all the side questions. This is from <laughs> Emma Donovan via YouTube. Hey guys, I'm fairly new, I'm a fairly new Christian, and I've heard a lot about what you can do uh, via, through fasting to get closer to God, but I don't understand this. How do you properly fast? What's it? What's its purpose? What is it like to fast? And I would love it if you guys could help me out. So, you want to go first, Matt? Yeah, I can I go first. Yeah, I can. So I I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, but me and Wolfgang. And Lois, we've all been fasting, and it was it was a spiritual fast. So I'd say your first step is to identify the problem. Okay? Mm-hmm. Second step, you want to put God on top and ask God and pray to God that, like, he can break those chains. Mm-hmm. And then you got to figure out, like you said, like I said, you want to figure out what you're fasting, whether that, that could be, like, electronics or with food, but while you're fasting, instead of worrying about that one thing, you usually, I don't know how to put this, but 
Crave. Crave. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Desire. Replace that with God. And that way you can get close to the God and have him be the one, that thing you cling on to. So when Matthew and I did go out to, uh, into the woods and, uh, it was with Lewis as well. We, uh, we all decided that we weren't going to fat or sorry, that we weren't going to eat for a 24 hour period. And the best way we decided we could do that is if there was just no food around. (laughs) So we went out there, zero food, just water. And, um, it was, like I said, me, Matthew and Lewis, Lewis really didn't want to go at first because he was trying to, as Matthew is right now, bulk up a little bit, eating a calorie surplus. And if you eat zero calories kind of throws your body off a little bit. Yeah. So, um, anyway, when we got there every, or I mean, it wasn't too terrible, but people started complaining about not being able to eat. And I, I was included in that. I'm not, I'm guilty. We all were. But um, I decided I don't want to point fingers, but somebody had a whole album of food that they were showing us. <laughs> Lewis had taken pictures of all of his all of his uh, food that he's eaten over like the past six months or something and was just swiping through it like, oh, but anyway, besides the point, we made a rule that uh, that every single time that one of us complained about food we would kick them out into the back of the woods and they would have to pray to Go God. pray. <laughs> that's that's what we did. There's a lot of and shuffling in and out of the trees. It, I wrote plenty of pages that day and I prayed for longer than I normally do. And it definitely was something that helped me. But food is not just the only thing that you can fast. Right. You can fast, like Matthew social said, media, electronics, social media. Um, some people like just sugar. You could fast from yeah, sugar. Yeah, exactly. Some people do what's called the Daniel fast, which is only fruits and vegetables because back then a lot of meats were unclean. So, and Chris does a lot of water fast. He's done week longs. He's done three days, um, and he does a lot of Daniel fasts for like a month sometimes, um, which. The week-long ones are insane to me. I hope to make it to that point at one point, but I'm just not 100% sure I can. Um, So, yeah. Aiden, do you have anything to say on this? I can't really speak to it. I've never fasted before, but I really want to to see what happens. Even if you haven't fasted, you can still speak on kind of the topic and what you – not only from – No, I I mean, what I was about to say was that, like, I really want to try it to see what happens spiritually mm-hmm. and see if I have like an out-of-body experience just from like constantly praying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I'm sure I'll go along with you. I'm not sure if Matthew will right now because he's trying to yeah, sorry. gain some oh, weight. Good. I'm a bulk up. Yeah, I do it we with We don't have anyone. to fast from food. Yeah, yeah. we can fast from anything we want to. But um, I personally Except like... Except the Bible. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's kind of the point. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, I'm glad we answered that one. Sure, and uh, let me reset the cameras again. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a ghast. <laughs> well, do we want to do this last? <laughs> I can hear that. I put on the headphones and it got really loud. <laughs> anyway, so um, do we want to wrap it up now? I think we'll see you. Okay. All right. Thank you all for uh, tuning in today. It's our first episode without Luke here. Um, we survived. We, we, we survived. did make it through. We did make it. Um, I'm glad that we could answer some of your questions. There is one more uh, that we have about starting a podcast, but we'll answer that with Luke because it was his idea to start this podcast, and he kind of pulled us all with him to do it. And I want to give him credit for that, and I want to save that until uh, 
until he gets here. But yeah. um, and before we end it off, I do want to give a thanks for all the workers because um, it, by the time this comes out, yesterday it was Labor, be Labor Day. Day. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just gonna pray real quick for everyone in part-time jobs. Um, and and dear full-time. Lord, and full-time. Well, anyway, obviously. In a job. Dear Lord, thank you for all the workers that you've brought to this world. Um, they make it function. And <sighs> earth and heaven are enemies, as we've learned, but we can make earth better by giving good worth, work ethic to us. Um, I may just be you know, a cashier at a bakery, but I still feel grateful to be able to learn how to make money. And it, oh, sorry, I thought you were. Yeah, you go ahead. All right, and I just want to say, especially now nowadays, God, I, I thank you for the people that are actually working because because nearly everywhere you walk to, it's a help wanted sign. So thank you for those these workers who are persevering through. Biden's, Biden's leadership. Yeah, whether it be through Biden's presidentship or just the end times in general. Yeah. <laughs> so, prepare us for the end times. Thank you for all these workers who are working for us, preparing just, us to get into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lord, you've you've created every single person perfectly in your image to uh, to do a purpose that you've set for them, and whether or not they follow that purpose is up to them. However. I do believe that most people at one point in their lives want to and want to try to. And Lord, I just want to thank you for every single person who not only works physically, but also works spiritually in everyone's lives and can show people God. um, They are truly a blessing. I think I can speak for all of us when I say I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Okay, bye, guys. I hope you guys all have a... I hope you guys all have a great... I guess it's be post Labor Day weekend post now, Labor but uh, Day weekend. have a great week. We'll hope to see you all soon. See ya.